When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 106, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says everything that you desire is on the other side of what you're not doing. Now, Emily used to be a bit of an idiot. This is in her words. At 33 years old, she realized that no one was going to rescue her from her crappy waitressing job or crappy life. She had to do it. So now she shows other people how to consciously create the business of their dreams and how to be unashamedly human. Now, Emily's no BS, sassy approach and honest accounts of the real world of love, of life and of business are often hilarious and always valuable. She's originally from London and she now lives in Melbourne where she works internationally as a mindset coach an author and keynote speaker. And on today's show, Emily's going to share nothing is permanent, so give everything a red hot go. Life is a paradox, so failure and success are the same thing. Fail as many times as you can. And the universe is always giving her feedback that she needs to achieve her dreams. It doesn't hide anything, but it's up to us to be able to accept the feedback and course correct towards our dreams. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Nothing is permanent, so give everything a red hot go. When you look at, uh, you know, the time when you were still waitressing and in your words, you, you know, what was happening was obviously not where you wanted to be. Was it something that, or a multiple of things that happened that had you take a step back and you go, you know what, I'm going to start giving everything a red hot go. What was happening at that time? Take us back. Yeah, so... um. I mean, hindsight is a beautiful, wonderful thing. So now I understand what was going on. But at the time, my experience was, I don't like what has happened to me. And because that's how it felt. It felt like it had happened to me. And I don't know how to change it. Mm. And I think quite often what happens, and I see this time and time and time again with the people that I coach, they come to me and they feel really stuck. Because what they're doing is they're looking at their current circumstances and assuming that those circumstances are fixed. I don't have the money to do that. Um, I don't have the time to do that. I'm too old to do that. Now, when I was waiting tables at the age of 33, all I could see was restriction because all I was looking at was my current circumstances. And so all I was being was the person that was creating those circumstances. Now, if you want your results to change, you are going to have to be a different person because you need to take different action. And the action that you are currently taking is getting you the results that you're currently getting. And I think what happens with most young entrepreneurs, and I don't mean young as in biological age, I mean like early days of business, is that they forget that their current circumstances are irrelevant 
They have to be irrelevant. What you need to start doing is start thinking in the mindset of the person who's already created what it is that you want to create. Um, because it's that version of you that manages to shift the circumstances mm -hmm. differently. And my story goes that, you know, I was waiting tables and uh, I had sort of a, a quite a strange sort of catastrophic event, really, which was completely of my doing that involved um, my now ex-partner and way too much alcohol and a screaming match in the middle of my friend's engagement party of which I was fully responsible mm. and the next morning after that party I woke up and I realized I didn't really like who I had become mm. and it wasn't until the pain of my current circumstances became greater than the fear of change that I did anything about it Mm -hmm. So for years, I had bemoaned my situation. I felt like everybody else was, I mean, I, I'm one of the most privileged people you'll ever meet. Privileged white girl sat right here. But I didn't see that for a very long time. I felt like I wasn't given a fair go. I felt like I wasn't dealt the right cards. I felt like everybody else was, you know, magnetizing the boyfriend and the house mm. and the second house and the children. And they've got a great job and it's not fair. And how come they get that and I don't? And it's because... I wasn't thinking, I wasn't taking on the responsibility for my own actions and for my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I was very restricted by my current circumstances. And it was really only until I kind of had this sort of epiphany, if you like, um, in the middle of this horrendous hangover, drenched in the shame of my own behavior, mm. that I kind of had this weird little in my brain, which was, you are the only common denominator in all of this. Yes. In every horrendous relationship you've ever had, in every awful job you've ever had, the crappy bosses you always seem to have, the arguments with friends you are always in, the drama, the scarcity, the lack, the in, impossible to hold on to any kind of financial wealth. The only common denominator, the only one is you, Emily Chadbourne, nobody mm. else. Mm. And it was like this like amazing feeling of, being liberated because I could change me. I couldn't change anyone else. I've been trying to change other people for 33 years and it wasn't working. But it was also mixed with sort of this feeling of real overwhelm because I didn't know how to change me because no one had ever taught me how to be a human being. And in that moment, I sort of set out on this quest, if you like, um, to work out how to human and, and what that meant. And that brought me so you know my intention was net my my intention was i didn't want to waitress tables anymore and i wanted to learn about me that was it i never mm. thought i'm going to build a global empire and become a mindset coach that wasn't that has sort of evolved over time my intention was i want to do anything other than wait tables and i want to take responsibility for my results and i want to learn about who i am and how i can like me again because um, i come so far away from liking me Mm. Um, and that's when I really started, all these lessons came, they came thick and fast. The moment you're open to receive, it's amazing what comes to you, you know, this, this idea that you are in complete control of your thoughts. Mm. Maybe it doesn't always feel like your first thought is something that you can control, but your second one certainly is. Mm. Um, and that if you want your circumstances to change, you're going to have to take different action. And if you're going to take different action, you are going to be challenged to feel very uncomfortable because you're going to be having to ask yourself to be a slightly different version of you. Mm. And that's confronting for human beings. We don't like change. We don't, we want things to stay the same. 
although we want our results to change, we want to stay the same. Um, but you know, that's not the way it works. You can't fight against the laws of the universe and that's science, it's not spirituality, although I'm a huge believer that science and spirituality are kind of the same thing. Um, but you know, you have to learn how to play with the laws of the universe. So this is kind of where I got to in, in business and I, I, I was learning all this stuff and I was telling other people and you know, this sort of belief started to build that I was actually capable and I was actually very good at explaining these concepts to my mates mm. and what if I started explaining these concepts to other people and charged them for it maybe then I could stop waitressing and so that kind of happened over the period of a couple of years and I learned so many lessons about business and all of them through failure and I don't think I learned one lesson through getting something right yeah. unless I only got it right on the back of getting it wrong 457 times mm. um but the, the the idea of nothing being permanent that really came with the death of my mum two years ago um, and that was a huge paradigm shift for me so a, a paradigm is a collection of thoughts and beliefs and memories and experiences some are our own some are borrowed um, most of them are made up that create our reality mm -hmm. and, and um when mum died, I had, I'd, been, I'd been playing small in business. It felt very uncomfortable, but really, really looking back on it, I was doing the safe things in business. Yeah. I was doing just enough to earn just enough not to waitress anymore. And it wasn't until mum died that I had this huge gift. It was such a gift. I mean, obviously, I would rather my mum still be alive, but as she's not, and I can't change that, there's no point resisting what we can't change. Um, but we can reframe what we can. And so, you know, the gift for that for me was, God, I'm only here once. What am I doing with it? What am I doing with this life? And when I get to my deathbed, which is now mortally in my face, um, it's different to seeing other people die, I think, when a parent dies. I was like, when I get to my deathbed, what am I going to look back on? What legacy will I have left? What mark will there be? Will I, li will I lie there with my last breaths and think, I nailed that. Mm. I gave that a real road hot go. Yes. And I'm proud of that attempt. Or am I going to lie there and go, oh, wow, I'm really glad I watched more Netflix. <laughs> no one's thinking that thought. Oh. And this idea that nothing is permanent just gave me this like, burst of energy in a weird way um even in the in the midst of the grief because yeah. um, you know we are human beings we get to experience po polarizing emotions at the same time right we get mm -hmm. to we get to have that it's a gift and a curse but we get to have that so even in this grief I had this sort of moment of clarity of wow if my mum isn't permanent right if my source of unconditional love isn't permanent I have to be that source of unconditional love now and I'm not permanent, which also means that nothing I do is permanent. So if nothing I do is permanent, how about I just do more of it? Yeah. Because if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Mm, mm. In the grand scheme of things, if I put out a marketing campaign tomorrow and I get zero leads and it's cost me $2,000, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And normally what we do is we tend to um, put our self-worth to that don't we? And it reminds us then or triggers us to, oh, okay, people didn't purchase or didn't say yes because I'm not worthy enough. I just want to just jump in and, and say, you know, through you sharing your journey, 
how, what a gift it was that you realized, even though it was a situation of real, you know, taking you back to the, the day after you had that argument, there was a real gift in that because so many people go through their lives never realizing that, hang on a minute, number one, I'm the common denominator in this. And number two, I can change who I am. And mm. through that, you've been able to see things through a whole new fresh lens and just share now, just to because some people are listening to this, and I'm sure they're they're getting triggered because it is some journey. And as you said, it took two years um, for you to continue to change those habits, those actions. It's continuous. It yeah. will never stop. Yeah, exactly. You never it, get to the to the next stage. Still learning it. <laughs> Absolutely. So for someone who is listening and thinking, yeah, well, it's all right, because often what we do is we start to go, yeah, but it's easy for you. It's hard for me. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them to take that step to say, you know what, I do have control of that. There is work ahead, but I'm so worth it. What what are some things, again, that you can look back in hindsight that you did to really support you through those two years? Yeah. So I think the first thing is you've got to learn how to self-parent. Mm. So, and I say this with real love, but this is my style and I'm not going to excuse it. I am very blunt. Grow the fuck up. If yeah. you are sitting there going, it's okay for you, grow up mm. really quickly. And, and the best way to do that is to go out and find evidence of people who are in a worse off situation than you, who've been given a worse hand of cards, who were born without a limb, who were, you know, lost their entire family and are still making it work for themselves. Yes. So lift yourself up out of your privilege and, and be humble about that. Mm. You know, don't beat yourself up for it. Just be humble about it and be like, actually... You know, if you, are, if you are listening to this podcast now, you are doing so on a Wi-Fi or a 4G connection, you are instantly more privileged than most of the people on this planet. Yes. Yes. Instantly. So don't tell me that you can't. No. You're just choosing not to. You're allowing your fear, you're allowing your perception, you're allowing your negative belief cycle to hold you back. Mm. And that's your responsibility. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your mum's fault. It's not your ex-partner's fault. It's not your boss's fault. It's not your old teacher's fault. It's your responsibility mm. to grow up and do something about it. Yeah. The second thing that I would say is self-forgiveness, learning how to forgive yourself very quickly and instantly yeah. is so important. It's a, a whole module in um, my Next Level Results mentorship program because I, I see it. When you are, are going to sit with this kind of like heavy, it's like, picking up a suitcase and lifting it under your arm and walking about with it forever and ever and constantly putting stuff in it and then being like, I don't know why it feels so heavy. Yeah. Like at some point you've got to be like, you've got to put this suitcase down if you yeah. want to keep moving because it will drag you backwards. You know what? I have done so many things in my lifetime that I'm ashamed mm. of. I have been somebody I didn't like. I have hurt other people, sometimes intentionally. I will hand on heart say, I used to be a complete knobhead. Mm. I'm only slightly better than I was yesterday, but I'm slightly better than I was yesterday. And you have to forgive yourself. If you are gonna sit there and go, oh, well, I've done this, so I don't deserve X, or I don't deserve Y, or I'm not good enough, that is you finding a, fear comes in very elegant ways. It has so many guises and mantles and it wears all sorts of cloaks and you beating yourself up and allowing yourself to sit in the victimhood of who you have become is just a brilliant way to stay safe. Mm. That's a yeah. brilliant, elegant way. Well done for staying safe. But here's the thing. If you want to stay safe, rock on. 
Enjoy your results and don't bitch about it. I don't care if you want to stay safe, but you don't get to bitch about the results that you get. Yeah, that's true. And that segues beautifully into what you've already touched upon where you realize that, you know, failure and success are the same thing. And you've, you've shared yourself that um, you've had more failures that you've learned from and grown from. And you got to that stage that you thought, you know what, I am playing small and playing safe. And so you made the decision not to. What were some of the things, some of the, the maybe real key things looking back that you did make a change? And it's going to be different for everyone, what they do, to, because, you know, depending on their comfort zone. But what were some of the key things you did that really had you shift and move forward? Yeah. So I think in terms of mindset, um, the first was nothing is permanent. So it's that, that reframe of if I try this and it doesn't work out, I found another way not to do it. Mm. Does that make sense? Especially when you're in business and especially if you're in sort of like um, the coaching or consulting world, um, it's very easy. You know, if I was a plumber, I am selling my plumbing services. Mm -hmm. But as a coach and a personality, you're kind of selling yourself without trying to sound like a hooker, right? I sell me. And one of the best ways to put yourself out there is to give yourself an archetype. So an archetype is like a caricature of yourself. Mm-hmm. So the person who I am right now, this version of Emily Chadbourne, I am being my brand right now. And that goes down to the color of my nails. It goes down to what I'm wearing. It goes down to how I'm speaking. It's like I'm stepping into this role. And this is the role of Emily Chadbourne. Now, this role being Emily Chadbourne is slightly different to how I am when I'm with my mates does that make sense yes now the consistency is that my values are the same my standards are the same my boundaries are the same so I am the same in that kind of way but I think you know you have to give yourself a this is this is the work version of me and the work version of me doesn't take it personally. But what the work version of me does do is accept feedback objectively. Mm. So if I put a marketing campaign out there and it completely flops, right? Or if I do a Facebook live and no one watches it, or if I get some feedback from a client and they're, you know, dissatisfied in some way, shape or form, I have to then sit there and go, what's that feedback? The universe isn't hiding anything Mm. at all ever. But also the universe doesn't give a shit how I feel. Mm. So it's not going to be like, oh, Em, let me just break this to you gently. It's just, this is what's going <laughs> on. And, like, okay. <laughs> and again, you have, to gr- you have to be a grown up. You can't be a victim about it. You have to say, right. So let's take the example, for, ex- for example, a client that's dissatisfied. What do you do with that? Have I underperformed? And do I, need to, do I need to take that feedback? Do I need to work harder? Do I need to give more? Have I attracted the wrong client? Mm. Okay, now I need to go back to my marketing and think, well, why am I attracting this particular type of client? I'm not enjoying working with this client. This client's not getting results. And that goes with, it, with everything. In, mm. in, you know, it's a bit like if I put weight on, there is feedback. That is physical feedback that I'm taking in more calories than I am burning. Yeah. So in order for me to change the results, I need to drop the amount of calories I am eating mm-hmm. and up the amount of movement that I'm doing. Yeah. It's that simple. Life mm-hmm. is that simple. Now, simple and easy don't no. go hand in hand, <laughs> but it really is that simple. So, you know, you have got to just start being very objective 
and almost disengage from the emotion. So give yourself that business archetype. Mm. You're going into a business meeting every single day when you are an entrepreneur with yourself and with your market and with your clients. Um, so that you can like literally sit in a meeting with yourself. This is how it works in my head. I sit in a meeting with myself and I'm like, right, Emily, we're just gonna have a meeting about the performance of this latest project that you have done. What have you done really well? What have you done really well? What was really good about this? All right, now what, what are the KPIs that have come back, if you like, what are your key performance indicators? Did you make any money? Did you increase your following? Whatever it might be, is your client getting, um, and exceeded expectation. And if any of those uh, results are not going to fly in the boardroom, mm. then I, I uh, put a performance review in place for myself. Yes. And I take and it on the team like an adult. Every single project and you grow. And I think what we need to start learning from, and, and you've shared this so brilliantly and beautifully in the second point about failure and success, we need to celebrate both. Because so each continues to um, direct you to your end goal. Because as you say, there is you know, evidence and feedback that this just didn't work so well. And I'm sure in your boardroom meetings that you have with yourself, <laughs> what aspect of it did work? Because so yes. often I think what we do is that didn't work. We throw everything out without investigating further because yeah. when we investigate, it kind of is a mirror that, hey, this didn't work. But let's unpack it, as you say, what worked well what didn't work so well, can we change something and do it better than that? Absolutely, because quite often it's just a tiny little tweak. Yes. And sometimes it's not even a physical tweak. Sometimes it's a mental tweak. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes it's like, this should have worked on paper or mm. this worked last time, but it didn't work this time. So what's that about? Yeah. And then we yeah. can also, but again, the universe isn't hiding anything. You say, what energy did I bring? What's going on for me at the moment? Mm -hmm. You know, did I, did I have a win here and then have a thought, which was, that was a fluke. That would never happen again. <laughs> oh, cause I'm not really good enough. Am I? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then funnily enough that manifested in your next set of results. So maybe it's not even anything that you need to do here. Maybe it's something that you need to do here. Maybe you need to go back to that belief. Maybe you need to reaffirmate to yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. I am worthy. I am worthy. Making money is easy. Building wealth is easy. You know, what is your internal dialogue doing? What is your what are your thoughts saying? And if your first thought is a, is one that isn't um, supportive of your goal, yes, then control your second one. Change it. I love the way that you've reminded us. Can't maybe can't control the first one, but the second one we certainly can. That is yeah. so true. Emily, I have loved speaking with you today, and I know everyone has uh, enjoyed listening and, and also viewing what you had to share. So empowering. How can people connect with you? Stay in touch with you. What's the best way? So um, I'm a huge lover of the old Facebook. So you can join my free Facebook group, which is that crazy thing called life. Mm -hmm. You can, and I'd run free courses and things in there all the time as well. So do lots of lives in there. And you can also follow me on Instagram, which is Emily underscore that crazy thing called life. And then there's all sorts of, I've got a five day free course running. There's all sorts of amazing, wonderful things happening on my website, which is emilychabourne.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you once again for coming on the show. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com 
forward slash mini trading. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.